But 97% of traditional finance, go to school, get a job, put your money in a 401k, go to school, start a business, put your money in in the stock market. Anything that you consider traditional, 97% of that is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. The first time that I listened to you guys, your message was so different. And that attracted me. We've been trained on educated in our world today that someone else is going to care more about our money, our results and our success than we will. And that will never happen. I need to find my message. How do I become this polarizing? Like, where am I going to find this? One of the reasons that we that we get so much attention is a lot of people don't like that message. They don't. That frustrates them. Human beings don't like to be wrong. We need to start publishing. Right. And you need to stay consistent and you need to see that. And for us, like the the connection was the second we started publishing consistently. That's when we started finding our voice. Doing some things. Hey, I know it's you Luis. Heard this is Luis. One, two, Welcome three. to the Content is Profit Podcast. And here you're going to get the insights, accountability and drive to create consistency consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. That's right. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Yeah, we don't have the sounds on this. We have to, we have to uh, bring our board. But anyways, uh, you know, we, we do. We, got we can do some improvising. Yeah, yeah, that's we, fine. That's we can fine. do some improvising here. But anyways, Fonzie, what are we talking about today? Yeah, today we're going to be talking all about cash flow, financial freedom. Ooh, and ooh. of course, we're going to be digging into some of the marketing on today's guest company because I'm very excited. Ka-ching, ka-ching, yeah, ka-ching. We, we, yeah. we, we've seen a lot of the growth <laughs> that yes. they've experienced and it's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that said, guys, if you're enjoying obviously these episodes, go ahead and follow us on social media at BizBrosco. And then in your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you ring that bell so you know when those episodes are coming to your devices. That is right. And if today's guest helped you take one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else. That's right. So today we're back with another epic guest. We met him through the ClickFunnels community and they have been on the top of our list for quite some time. Oh yeah. He's currently teaching people how to become financially free in 10 years or less through his company, Cashflow Tactics. Mm, I think that impacted over 8,000 people, probably way more with their contents. Very yep. impressive. Yep. Yeah, I, I I took that from their website. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's right, you know? Who knows? Know. Maybe they're like even higher than that. <laughs> Guys, please welcome the newly named Cashflow King himself, Ryan Let's go. I love it. That was a lot of fun, man. You guys keep up your mission. Educate, inspire. Uh, I mean, I love what you guys do. I love what you guys do. It's such a pleasure to be on with you guys today. Thank you very much. I love talking to the two of you. I've been a big fan fan of yours as well. Watching a lot of growth. New Thanks, studio, man. new lights, new, man, lots of fun stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got we to keep it in the download for a little bit. You know, we might chop that up, but it's okay. It's okay. We like to tease people. No, we don't, we don't, we don't chop anything of this podcast, uh, yeah, you know? Nothing, so nothing. Yeah, everything as goes. awkward as it gets, it'll, it'll go, go live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Ryan, I mean, we're extremely honored, right? Like I remember we met you through our amazing friend, Josh Forty, and yep. uh, what you guys have been doing. And we've been connected for at least the last three years. Mm. And you guys have helped so many people, right? So obviously- 
the fact that you guys made it into the show. We're very interested to know, obviously, a little bit of like your company, what you guys do, how you guys are helping people with that financial freedom. But also on our side of the show, we're very interested on how are you guys getting that message to so many people, right? It, it's uh, what you guys are doing is amazing. Taz, you were just mentioned that you have like this amazing studio at your home and your office. You're like, this is like a machine. So obviously, you know, we'll get, we're going to get to talk to that because people are listening to us. They're, they're looking for that as well. And how, how can they get their message consistently? But before we get into that, uh, can you give us like the quick version of casual tactics and what you guys are doing, uh, for, with these amazing people? Yeah. You know what? Um, our mission is simple. Uh, it's to inspire people to take control over their money. I think, you know, we've been trained taught, and educated in our world today that someone else is going to care more about our money, our results and our success than we will. And that will never happen. Mm. And so our objective is to empower people with the financial IQ and the insights to take control over their money mm. and then to use yeah. it strategically as a tool to achieve the measurable success of financial freedom in 10 years or less. But more than that, and I think we'll talk a lot about this in our conversation today, it's to really rise up and live free. It's to use money as a tool to build and live a life that is meaningful and relevant to you. And I think that's been uh, the secret to our success is we give them a measurable something that they can track progress towards, but we really inspire people to really go and embark on a mission that's bigger than money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And I think like one of the things that I res it resonated with me so much when I... When I got to listen to you guys on stage and in, uh, in your programs is that you really empower the people to take control and uh, and they create like our money education was not the best. Right. Like we never I, mean, had, I, I would even consider it being close to inexistent, inexistent. Right. Like <laughs> our mom is, you know, uh, in the education system. Right. Always a salary type of person. Right. We never we never talked investments. We never talked entrepreneurship at home. Our dad was always, you know, chasing. We call him chasing tigers. <laughs> right. Whereas like th this little project over here, this other project over here. He was a little entrepreneurial, but, you know, never really. We were coming from middle class. So we had like a really good opportunity but at the same time we were not taught to how to handle money right like mm -hmm. how do how do we do this so we levitated when we came to the states towards hey let's build our business but from yeah. that from there on we're like then what like how do we how do we handle this right and i think the first time that i listened to you guys your message was so different than anybody else that i've listened before and that attracted me a lot so can you go into a little bit of your messaging and how do you how do you guys tackle that yeah. You know, and I think we learned this inside of the world of click funnels, right? I mean, uh, Russell always taught us to be polarizing, right? And if we blend into everything else, then we're just fighting for average. And so our number one mission is to help people understand that. And, and there's a whole lot of thought process that's behind this and, and things that we help people see. So this statistic isn't just a statistic. It, it has a lot of evidence and data behind it, but 97% of traditional finance, Go to school, get a job, put your money in a 401k, go to school, start a business, put your money in, in the stock market. Anything that you consider traditional, 97% of that is dangerous, misleading mm. or outright wrong. And if I can come to the table and I can throw rocks at that because the objective of traditional finance is average, right? Everyone's yeah. shooting for average, average investments, average retirement, average rate of return, average timeframes. And to beat, to win in that world, it's average plus one. But winning in an average world still is not winning when it comes to finance and money. And so if you look at the anomalies, if you look at the people that are outside of the average world, it's not that they did average better, 
they did the exact opposite. So we represent the 3%. Now, if 97% is dangerous, misleading, or wrong, then the 3% is the exact opposite. So that's the message that we come to the table with is, look, the reason you're stuck with money is because you're clinging and desperately fighting for average. If the opposite of average is extraordinary, if you want extraordinary results, financial freedom in 10 years or less, you've got to think differently. You've got to handle money differently and you've got to take different actions based on that paradigm. So that's really how we present ourselves. And to be honest with you, one of the reasons that we, that we get so much attention is a lot of people don't like that message. They don't, that frustrates them. Human beings don't like to be wrong. Especially when we go out to this curated financial world with degrees and wall street buildings and all of that. No, they don't like people throwing rocks at them saying that what they're doing is dangerous, misleading or outright wrong, but all of the evidence supports it. Right. I mean, you can go Google retirement crisis and see it's evident everywhere in our world but yet everyone follows the same advice. So that's, that's kind of how we started is we, we came out with a very controversial message Mm. and we stand our ground on it. Like when people come and work with us, we, we, we tell them, look, you're either all in with us. Uh If we're just part of your diversified plan, don't work with us. That's not who we work with. We work with people who are 100% focused on one definitive end, financial freedom in 10 years or less. Mm. It's all good. I love it. So this comes to mind, right? And this is more on the marketing side of things, but I believe that you guys got that message through experience, right? You guys worked on, you know, the financial industry. Uh, you guys have been entrepreneurial, all that. But for somebody, right, that they're thinking, right, I need to find my message. How do I become this polarizing? Like, where am I going to find this? Mm-hmm. What is something that they can do, right? How can they move forward to start finding this defining message that is going to separate them and that, that is going to, like you said, is, is not going to make them blend with average and they can yeah. get the attention that the business serves. No, I love that question. That's such a good question. So look, here's, here's kind of what I think about with the Fonzie. Um, you know, there's two things that we're actually trying to accomplish. I believe every business is, is doing a version of the same thing. Most of us, especially for, you know, smaller size companies, most of us are just serving the version of who we were five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. We had a problem five years ago or 10 years ago or a period of time ago that we found a solution to. So all we have to do is we have to turn around and remember who we were five years ago, the pain that we were in, the challenges that we were facing, the hopelessness that we felt, whatever that is, you have to recreate that emotion. And then once you can recreate that emotion, then it gives you a a better ability to articulate your value proposition to the marketplace. So for us, we wanted to do two things, right? Number one, we wanted to give them a measurable defined idea, right? Because the world of finance is so nebulous, right? If I ask people today, what does success look like? They'll tell me it's getting a good rate of return or reducing my taxes <laughs> or having a bunch of money in the market and all those things, why they might quote unquote be good. How do you know if you're successful? Like, I mean, yeah, you reduce your taxes, but are you free? Can you retire? Whatever you want to call it. So we had to get a very, very specific a measurable target in place to say, yeah, I know when I've, I've hit it. I know when I'm successful. So that that's the financial freedom in 10 years or less. It's not retirement, maybe with my fingers crossed at age 65, right? All of those little things have to lead up to a definitive end. So we put that together. But then the second thing, most people justify the reason they do business with you logically. They justify it. That's 10% of the decision that they make. But the majority, the 90% of the the reason that they're making a decision is it's emotionally driven. Mm, 
It's emotionally driven. So as a new business owner trying to identify and articulate their value proposition, what are the emotions that your ideal avatar has, negative or positive? Usually you're going to try to pull people. You can identify with them in the negative because they have a problem and you're going to lead them to the promised land, the, 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 the promise of what your company will do, the positive. And so that for us, that's where Rise Up Live Free came from. Right. I'll yeah. never forget, you know, we had this idea of financial freedom. I'm like, cool, that's the outcome. It's live free. Yeah. But then what is the, what's the pain point that they have? And for us, our avatar, for me, 10 years ago, I felt out of control. No matter what I did, mm. it resulted in me giving my money, what I had traded my time for to someone else, hoping that they had my best interest in mind, but then yeah. being set on the side to say, is it working or is it not? Can we make it go faster? Yes or no. Do you have any idea what, you know, why did my account balance go down? Do you have any idea or I just have to wait it out? So my yeah. biggest pain point was I had no control. Without any control, I couldn't impact it. I couldn't predict it. I was just along for a ride. So yeah. rise up came from the idea of, it wasn't until I took control over my money that the possibility of financial freedom in 10 years or less opened up because now with mm. control, I could make the decisions move. So rise up, live free. That's on, I don't think it's on this shirt, but it's on most of our shirts <laughs> yeah, and yep. people like post pictures all over the internet of them rising up and living free. That's the emotion. And then the logic is uh, I'm rising up and living free so that I can achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less. So it's emotional and logical combined. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen those pictures everywhere. Like yeah, you guys yeah. truly have a, you know, for the, in, in the, in the good sense of the word, a cult, like the people that follow you guys. And yeah, that's what yeah. you guys want, right? We actually were listening to a podcast the other day where they asked the host, it's like, okay, what, how can you build a good community? He's like, in my opinion, you shouldn't be building a community. You need to build a cult, like people that just fight for you. They want to be for you. They relate to you in every single aspect. Right. And I, that's what I see, you know, like a community kind of like exist within that, that cult. Right. And it's that's what so I powerful. see. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see with you guys. Like you guys have impacted so many people and the message truly resonates. Right. And I'm, I'm curious, right. I was talking to my brother on the, on the way here and I was like, you know, there's, it's two different things to, rise up, like get all the way to the top. And then it's a whole different thing. Maintain yourself there, like stay there. And I'm so mm -hmm. curious in your company, you guys, how did you guys rise up? So you told me about the story, right? How you find your message, all these things, but maybe what, what were some of the activities that help you, you know, lift your company to the point that where it is today was it, you know, maybe some uh, strategic partnerships, right? Was it you guys immediately started pumping out content and trying to get attention? PR, like, I I'm curious, how did you guys, you know, start building that cult and drove yourself up to the top? Oh man, that's such a great question. So, you know, inside of what we do for clients as it relates to their money, we build what's called a game plan. And the game plan really is a definition of, you know, in, you know, 10 years from now, what does mm. our life look like, feel like, and be like, and what are the measurables behind it? Mm. Then we back that 10 year outcome into three year objectives, one year objectives and 90 day targets. Mm. That way I can see the big picture. I can see the vision of where I'm going. It's my North star. I can see all the things measurably that I want to accomplish in the next year. And I have a picture of what my financial plan will look like in three years. But more importantly, I have my narrowly focused 90 day targets. 
And the 90 day target is based on the one thing. If you've ever read that book, the one thing, what's the one thing I can do such that if I do it, it makes everything else easier or even unnecessary. It's that domino effect of that chain reaction. My friends, that's exactly what we do inside of our business. Like inside Mm -hmm. of our business, we have a 10 year target. That's our core focus as a company and every decision we make, if it's Mm -hmm. a little bit controversial, is it off brand or on brand? Is it within our, um, our, our core focus or not? We align it with that 10 year vision. What are we doing with people to get them to this objective? And we've, we've spot checked our decision-making so many times on that 10 year vision that we have inside of our company. Then we bring it back to three years. And here's the funnest part, at least, at least for me, me and Brad, you guys, you know, my business partner, Brad, Brad is very, very math driven, numbers driven, and I'm (laughs) very emotionally driven, right? I'm very visual. I'm very experience driven and those type of things. And so our three year picture is really a mental picture of what our company will look like. We've hmm. dreamed a dream, right? And we are, we've yeah. identified what that dream is from money in the bank account to corporate center to, you know, wow. sponsoring, Brad wants to sponsor a race car. You know? <laughs> and so all these things, awesome. that three-year picture, yeah. like we, when we do our one-year planning and our 90-day planning, that's when the, you know, the rubber meets the road, the work has to happen. And we, the three-year picture kind of gets us motivated and excited. We're building to this outcome. We're building to this end. I can feel yeah. it. I can see it. I can almost touch it. Yeah. Then we step into the one-year plan to say, Hey, next year, when we all get together as a leadership team, what are the measurable things that we have to have accomplished mm-hmm. over the last 12 months to make the 10 year outcome? And more importantly, the three-year picture a reality. Yeah. And then every 90 days, my friends, here's what we do. And it's the most monotonous, boring, mundane thing, but I would <laughs> attribute every bit of our growth to it. Hmm. So every 90 days, everyone, all the leadership team stops what they're doing. They drop everything and they meet in Utah. We set 90 day rocks. Those rocks are very clearly defined targets that each person is responsible for disseminated to themselves or the teams. But we have company 90 day rocks that will move the needle forward Mm. towards the one year outcome and the three year picture and the 10 year outcome. Then those 90 day rocks every single week, like a religion, we, we've hardly ever miss it. Hardly ever miss it. Every, every Monday at 10 AM, we have a leadership uh, level 10 meeting yep. where we review what are the rocks that we set? What are the progress that we're making? What are the issues that we're facing? So we work on the business yep. every single week. And then during the week, we go back to working in the business, on the business, in the business, oh, on the business, it. in the business. And then every 90 days, we check our progress. We miss some rocks. We reset them. Mm. We hit some rocks. We realize we shot too low and we do it every 90 days. And guess what? That machine Amazing. builds momentum. And yeah. as it builds momentum, you look back a year or two, five years back and like, how did we get here? Oh, yeah. it's because we were consistently applying a process. You, uh, mm. you just like, showed the success roadmap for a lot of people, right? And a lot of people that listen to us, they might be listening and uh, they might be starting their own businesses, right? They might be starting in that building stage and mm-hmm. some resources, right? I'm assuming EOS, right? Uh, you guys and uh we we personally use the book traction uh at the beginning right and i think we can do a lot better but that yeah. gave i think us- i think our version is a little duct taped <laughs> uh, compared to what you just mentioned right <laughs> but i think you know as a resource i think people listen to the show that are building this mm-hmm. uh, they can start there and uh, and continue to move forward right whether that's on the business side and on their personal side so i think it's it's really important right and and i and i love that you shared it so openly so thank you ryan for for that Um, Well, it's so powerful. We have to, as entrepreneurs, like we are the best dreamers, visionaries, idea creators, (laughs) but we are the worst 
we are the worst at taking that idea and building, right? Yeah. Because the second it gets hard, we're like, oh, there's another idea over there. That looks sexy and fun. Let me do that. And before we know yeah. it, we've tried 10 different businesses. We've had marginal success um, and failure across all 10, but we've not grown and scaled anything of meaning or impact. And here's, yeah. here's the vision I, I would invite any new entrepreneur to, to, uh, to consider for just a moment. Cause I'm just now experiencing it right now. We, Brad and I have, even though Cashflow Tactics is its brand today, and it's been a brand for five years, we've now been doing what we do for 11 years. Yeah. Wow. The first four or five years, man, it was start, stop, start, stop. Are we in business? Are we out of business? There were a couple of times that Brad and I decided, I mean, we, we, every year we have a little tradition with each other that we quit <laughs> right at the end of the year, we quit. And then we come back in the next year with uh, our renewed commitment of, Hey, I'm in still, but in order for me to want to be in, this is what I want the business to look like over the next 12 months. And it's been a really fun way to do it. But there were some times I didn't know if Brad was coming back. <laughs> he didn't know if I was coming back in the beginning because building a business is hard, but here's yeah, the crazy yeah. part, man. I'm 11 years in now. And now this, this momentum, this machine is moving independence of my efforts and energy. There's a team around, there's momentum in what we've done. There's referrals, there's traction. There are people, you know, people who know us in the marketplace, it gets easier and your momentum happens faster and the scale happens at much bigger intervals. If, if you're willing to do the consistent and sustained work of building a business and that's two being an entrepreneur and having an idea and building a business are two different things. Yeah. And we see so many entrepreneurs come and go, you know, and every time they come, they have a different business because they're on to the next thing because it's easier and better, but very few people make it to 10 years and beyond. And the people who make it to 10 years and beyond, man, I'm talking to business owners now who've yeah. been in the game for 20, 30 years and their business is, orders of magnitude bigger than mine, but I can see now the pathway to have an yeah. empire versus have a side hustle. Yeah. yeah makes sense. Uh, uh, you, you want to say uh, something? I, I, I want just to make an observation and like thread the needle, right? Like business and on the content side, right? Because in our message is like, we need to start publishing, right? And you need to stay consistent and you need to see that. And there's so many similarities on like on both of them, right? Like how can we be consistent on, on each one of us? And for us, like the, the connection was the second we started publishing consistently, that's when we started finding our voice. That's when we started mm -hmm. finding And, and literally it translated into the thing that we do now, right? And we just shared like this news with you off camera where that, that's a massive milestone for what we do. And it was, it was achievable because of, hey, what is the goal? What's the bigger picture? And then let's work backwards to that. But we connected both. So a lot of people that, that listen to the show, right? They, they use their content and they're starting, they're stopping, they're starting, they're stopping. There's like shiny object platform, shiny object platform, shiny object format, right? Like, so I, I want to like make sure that for everybody that's listening to it, it applies for both at the same time, right? The commitment and consistency, make that decision and continue to grow, right? Start networking, start building your relationships, start uh, making sure that you meet people that are probably, you know, ahead of you and see, ask the questions, right? That, uh, that maybe help you at the moment and see that future, right? For us, it became really re like very real when we started the show, right? And Josh, our, our mutual friend, Josh Forty, He was inspiration be, be, uh, behind the three episodes a week that we do, right? We're mm -hmm. 450 episodes at the moment published, right? And he was the inspiration for us to start doing that. And that was a trigger for us. And that was a trigger that translated into the business, right? So I think everything is connected. So I just wanted to stop here and do a quick parenthesis for, to motivate and, and hopefully 
push people to continue to do what they're doing and stay consistent, yeah. right? Because we love to start things. You know, you have the MVP dreamer over here, Fonzie, and MVP <laughs> dreamer number two, Louisa, right? And we've we've had to wear multiple hats, which is fine, but identifying that to move forward is really, really important. So thank you, Ryan, for for obviously that that reflection yeah, that you so did. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah. I'm, I'm dreaming about, uh, is that the narrows behind you? <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Yeah. It is the narrows. I'm dreaming about that right now. That's such a cool place. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite hikes in Utah, man. It's incredible. I got, we gotta take this guy one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Ryan, you know, something that really resonated with me when I met you guys and we actually met Brad first, right? He was talking at, I think it was, um, it Steve, was Steve's, Steve's event. event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was talking at Steve Larson's event. And one of the things that caught my attention, it was first, obviously I was not educated in the financial industry. So everything that potentially anybody could have said sounded as novelty for me. Like, wow, that is new, right? Like this new opportunity, right? And that is something that is talked about when doing marketing. It's like, okay, can you present somebody with a new opportunity that they can get on board with? But, you know, the more I met you guys and, you know, I've seen the community, we know Josh Forty, like people that talk about it, you guys have a great product. Like it's not just great marketing. You just don't have a great message. Like you guys have a great product that people get behind. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I see this, I think that in a way attributes that big stickiness that people have with you guys. Cause they hear you, they see these concepts, this polarizing message might resonate with them. They go check you guys out. And then the products that you guys have, they just hook them. Right. And I say, like, Hey, like, This is quality all over the top, plenty of social proof. So now I go through social media and I see all these people talking about X products, right? Whatever products they're promoting, but I can see that the quality is not there. And that is like an immediate turnoff. So mm. obviously for entrepreneurs, right, that are focusing on their message, there also needs to be a focus on product and make this thing, right, the best thing ever that is going to get people and retain their clients. Right. So I'm curious, like what was the process for you guys to build that? And you said you've been in, in that 11 years, so I'm sure it's been a long process, but what are maybe some of the recommendations for somebody that's building a product, building a service right now? How can they make it so impactful that it will retain anybody that decides to sign up with them for years to come? Yeah, man, that uh, I can't even tell you, Fonzie, how important that is. You know, I, I believe in the world that we live in today, it's easier than ever to get into business, mm -hmm. but to build a business, to build an empire, it comes down to exactly what you said. It's, it's selling a quality solution or a quality product, because if you don't do that, your business gets in incrementally yeah. harder every single year you're in business. Because now in the world that we live in today, if you have a crappy product, then that means a crappy review, a crappy social media yep. post, a crappy, you know, a customer who had, got a crappy situation and you have to market twice as hard to overcome the detrimental effect of a negative product. Mm. And the longer you stay in business, the harder and the harder and the harder it is all because yep. you start, you started with a crappy product. Yep. But on the flip side of that, if you start with a good product, your business gets incrementally easier 
every single year you stay in business because your customers want to do repeat business with you. They want to come back and do it over and over and over again. Your customers who have a quality product and a quality experience, they go tell their friends and like, oh my gosh, they did this for me and this blew me away. And then the next person that comes into your world, you didn't have to give Mark Zuckerberg any money. That person came into your world because a quality product delivered a quality solution that a person opened their mouth and talked about. And yeah. like the longer you stay in business, if your product is not good, the harder it's going to be to stay in business and the more costly it's going to be to acquire a new customer. However, on the flip side, when you have a good product, our cost per acquisition goes down every single year yeah. because we have so much retained goodwill Absolutely. and people sharing that goodwill. So if anyone out there, if anyone out there is getting ready to go into business, I would stop immediately, immediately. <laughs> and become a product of your product. Mm, and if you're not uh, the raving fan of your product, stop business, find something else, yeah. sell something else. Like if you if you do not believe wholeheartedly in your product and would not, you know, use it yourself, sell it to your mom or your your spouse, then my friends, you're not in business. You you're looking to make money to solve a short-term problem, but I promise you what you're doing is going to create long-term ripple effects. Yeah. Mm. I uh I, there's like two examples that go to mind. Like the first one is when I was uh, in the fitness industry right with our with the fitness studio uh, I remember we were, we were encouraged by the company to take four workouts a week, right? We're like, we need to use the product, right? As employees. And uh, that product got me ready for an eight hour raise and then a 24 hour raise. And, uh, and I was like leaving proof of that. So that energy, mm. when you talk to that prospect that is coming through the doors, right? Yeah. It translates into, Hey, I'm serving you. Like, this is really where you need to be. Right. Like, and, and then the transaction, wait, wait, I'm going to say, we're going to have to start adding that policy to, to base bros for workouts a week. Hey, right. The dad body is for real, man. Like this thing is, uh, yeah, no bueno. But anyways, uh, but you know, it translates into that. Right. And we had like our sales associates and uh, our coaches we have to go back into the studio and be with the members and, yeah. and use the product. And I remember mm -hmm. like we will get those results personally. And then it's a very easy conversation with the person that's interested and in asking questions, right? Same with us, right? We are so passionate about publishing consistently. Our form of publishing is mainly podcasts. And then you have the micro content, right? And, and you see it in the energy, right? You like, that's, you are so far ahead when you, when you believe in your product, when you use your product, right. When you enjoy the process. So, you know, what you just say is so important. Right. And, and, uh, like Fonzie said, we go online every single day and we've been online. We're following these strategic people and all of a sudden we see that person changing, right. And doing something else. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can all relate with, you know, uh, when web three came up, right. Everybody's like web three expert. Right. And then when <laughs> crypto came up, everybody's crypto, you know, expert, then AI, everybody's AI expert, right. Prompt expert. And it's like, okay, well, what is like, what is the core business? Perfect. These are things yeah. that we can apply to our core business and yeah. can help us out. But really this is making me not trust you enough. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it scares me a lot because obviously we've been following some of them for a couple of years now and we see it, but there's a lot of people entering the marketplace, being educated, maybe but some, you know, very loud marketing, very loud messaging. Right. And when they get into that, then they don't get the results that they're expecting, right. They don't get the respect by that business by fulfilling that. So with that said, we admire you guys because we're following you guys for a long time. And everything has been incredible from feedback to connections to the, to everything, all the conversations that we have around it. So I want to encourage everybody. We're going to actually leave all the links right below in the description. If you guys want to learn more about Ryan cashflow tactic and, and what they're doing, yeah. they're going to be right below. Yeah. When I, when I'm, I'm here on your website right now and I'm looking at, obviously you guys have some really good numbers in there on properties, capital secured, monthly cashflow, all these things. Right. Um, 
but I'm curious on what is your current marketing strategy to drive people to obviously your products, your offers, you have a free training, right? And I went on your social media, you guys are doing micro content. I see you there. It looks super cold, whatever you are, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm here sweating in Florida and the, the background of your short form content is literally ice and snow. Um, so I'm curious, what are the strategy that the, the approach that you guys are taking right now to keep growing the business? Because like I said, it's one thing getting all the way to the top and then it's a whole different thing staying at the top for a long, yeah. consistent period of time. Man, I tell you what, that's that's a really fantastic question, Luis. And I love that because, and, and this, or not, uh, I'm sorry, Fonzie, that was quite a great question. And I love what Luis said, because <laughs> when you have a core business, you're constantly taking what's working and not working in the marketplace and you're plugging it back in your core offer. Yeah. So, you know, Luis, you were just talking about, hey, AI experts, you know, web 3.0 experts, all these different things. If you have a core business, you take that and you say, hey, here's how AI will help you do my core business better to get you this outcome yes. for yes. your life. And so um, really the, what's going on, Fonzie, right now inside of our businesses, we're actually redoing hmm. how we generate new clients and new awareness. Oh, wow. You know, to be honest with you, man, it's crazy. The webinar that we created that launched Cashflow Tactics, the webinar that, that Russell Brunson told us, we've, we've split tested it over and over and over and over again. But for the last five years, that webinar was our leading driver of how we generated new yeah. clients. Wow. Now, in the last eight months, 10 months, it's been like the performance has been going, been going down and down and down. And so we've been now spot checking, um, you know, um, a VSLs, shorter form content, yep. you know, right to a, a, a actual phone conversation versus a yeah. 90 minute webinar. And that's actually doing better. So today we just recorded a, a whole new platform of nice. VSL content that we're going to start testing awesome. on the front end to where people can, you know, get a 15 minute message versus an hour and a half message. Yep. So but you have to constantly be testing and iterating. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. our offer is still the exact same. It's nothing has changed about our core business, but whether we're getting people now on social media with stories or we're getting people from referrals and we've built a referral process, or we're getting people from a VSL or a 90 minute webinar or a five day challenge. We've tried them all and all of them have merits and, and, and different, you know, conversion yeah. metrics, but they all plug into a core offer. So the best part about that is once you get that core offer not nailed in and dialed in and you're getting real results that you can market, then you might have five or 10 or 15 or 20 different ways that you're plugging new business into it. Yeah. But the business gets easier because once like the five years of running that webinar, that's just been running in the background. You know, yeah. I did 18 months every single week and I only missed one week in 18 months. That's wow. how just like you guys got your message down yeah. every single week on Thursday, just the, the Russell Brunson method. I did it for five, for 18 months straight, only missed Christmas week. That was the only wow. week I missed in 18 months. Unacceptable. And, but like, that's what nailed the message in. And that's been yeah, driving yeah. consistent leads for five years. And we've just plugged in and added additional things to it. So I don't know if there's one way to do it. There's yeah. hundreds of ways to get new leads, yeah. but it's having that core offer that all new leads come to the same outcome. Yeah. yeah, I like what you mentioned about testing and iterating, right? And that's what we we talk about with, with content as well. When people are like, okay, well, like, how, what is the result of this? Like what type of content, et cetera? Like all the questions were like, well, the audience is gonna let us know. Like we can tell you something yeah. right yes. now, but like we need to weigh what the response is. Like, uh, do they actually like this content, right? Like yeah. yes or no. Like, do you want something that is super produced, but nobody's gonna watch? 
sure, if you if that's what you want, we can put it out there. But at the end of the day, the goal is to drive attention and awareness to your business and traffic. And mm. they are going to vote by the time they spend looking at this stuff, right? And I love what you said and making emphasis on testing and iterating because I feel like a lot of people don't really do that. They're like, oh, this person said this is going to work. Let me just do that. And then they're just letting other people do the thinking for them, yeah. right? And it, at the end of the day, you need to look at your business and you guys follow these KPIs. And I'm pretty sure within your 90 day plans, you guys are like, okay, we're going to test X amount of channels for acquisition and different methods. And then we're going to compare them and then we're going to see which one we're going to push or iterate on and, and better. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Fonzie to that point, I think, I think entrepreneurs, we have a warped perception of the amount of effort and work it takes to get people's attention today and to keep people's attention long enough for them to pull out their wallet. We just have, I mean, we're so used to things being done instantaneously that yes. a new entrepreneur doesn't realize, Hey, if you've got a new product and you're trying to carve out a new pathway to, in an overcrowded marketplace, you might need to run, I mean, 18 months running a webinar, my friends, 18 yeah. months. And there were months, mm. there were weeks that I ran the, the webinar where 10 people would show up. But did I say, uh, it's not working? No, I did it. We learned from it. Yep. We did it again next. We tested, 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 iterated, iterated, iterated until, oh my gosh, it worked. Yes. And that's, I think that's the number one thing that I've learned over this last 10, 11 <laughs> years, especially entering the digital marketing space is being able to focus on one thing and following that all the way to the end to really validating and vetting, did it work or did it not? It's like, yeah. how would I know a webinar work, didn't work if I only ran it one time? I would have no idea. It didn't work that one time, but does that mean a webinar doesn't work? No, that means I didn't work the webinar process. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to is having a, a focus and a commitment to doing one thing for a sustained period of time where you're at working with real data, not just a mental perception of what you think the data is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, we go back to when we launched the show, right? The show for us was the thing that that was that became our system, right? And before that, we were, you know, on that treadmill trying different things, shiny object syndrome everywhere, right? Like message here, message that, do this, do that. Uh, this is a new, new hot trend, a new hot thing, right? And um, and never, we did not grab traction. We were struggling. We had like five different things that we were selling. We didn't know. And that's when, you know, we invested with Steve and their team and it really helped us out at the time. But then COVID happened and we were serving small businesses and they all closed. And so we're like, well, what, what are we actually going to do that? And then we decided to launch the show. And a lot of the questions that we get now is like, how do we actually monetize the show? Right. Mm. And, and a lot of the perception is, Hey, the show is, you know, big on sponsorships or you guys are part of the hotspot network mm. or the money's coming from the audience. And for us, the answer was relationships, the relationships mm. that we're building through the show. And, uh, you know, it, it's been moments in the last three years where we deviated a little bit from that. And you see it in the bottom line, right? We're like, yeah. wow, like, why are we not selling this month? Like what's happening, right? Oh, this person canceled or X, Y, Z or, and it's like, have we been like doing the thing that we did, that we said that we were going to do with the show and invest in our relationships and JVs in collaborations, right? Which is, you know, the thing that worked at the beginning. And we always go back to like, we need to like go back to the thing, the core thing that we do, right? And then start testing on the other side as uh, as well, different things that might that might work, but the core thing, never let it go. And for us, like it's been like three times, it's like, we don't learn, right? We're like, oh boy, again, here, here we are, right? So I encourage everybody, like once you find that one thing, right? That you are consistently doing, that you can improve, that you feel comfortable for us, this is our vehicle, right? Like 
we always say, if something goes down, the show stays up no matter what. Like uh, we're going to be doing it from the phone. I don't know where we're going to be doing it from, but this is the thing that we actually love doing and that translates into results as well. And sometimes we got to do things that maybe we don't enjoy doing and then we learn from them and then we evolve that into, into a result. So I love this, right? Because uh, today we live in that world. There's so many distractions, right? What do we do? And at the end of the day, it's like, what is your framework that you're going to go execute day in and day out? So you can get the results and you can get the people so you can help them and serve them. Right. Like everybody's doing. So, love um, love it. thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I'm curious on what was next for you guys. What do you guys got on the, on that ooh. 90 day goal? What's next? Mm, yeah. You know what? Uh, we actually, I've got two things. One, I can't quite like I I've, it's, I about got the contract signed. I thought I had it signed last week, but I'll have it signed <laughs> this week. In fact, today I'm meeting with this individual, but uh, we are producing a, um, a book and a document, uh, not a document, but really a, more than anything, it's going to be a, a video series with nice. one of the biggest names in our industry. He's been our mentor for the last several, several years. So wow. we're doing a book contract with him and uh, it's going to be really exciting. So that's number one. Number two, um, many of the people I'm sure that, that, you, you know, follow you guys. Um, we've got a JV that we just lined up with, uh, Brian Delaney. Yes. We're really grateful. You mentioned relationship capital, man. I can't tell you how powerful that and relevant that actually is. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the easiest things to do to start a business in a manner, it takes people a long time to learn this is you, the solution is who, Like when you're stuck, yes. it's not how it's finding the right who, who has done the exact thing that I'm stuck with. How do I go align with he, you know, that person. And then the how gets infinitely easier because you're aligning with a who, who's already done exactly what you want to do. So that's how we actually launched cash flow tactics. We hired a guy named Brian Delaney. We said, Hey, Brian, um, we've been in business now for six years. We get awesome results, but we cannot for the life of us figure out how to put this thing that Russell talks about a funnel together. <laughs> and so, you know, we partnered with him for a year. That's how we launched Cashflow Tactics. And I'm awesome. so grateful for him. And we're actually joining forces again um, here in July. And this is going to be specifically for entrepreneurs. It's called the Sovereign Entrepreneur Challenge. Oh, wow. And it all relates to financial freedom. I believe with every fiber of my being, that it is critically important for entrepreneurs today to be sovereign, to be free, to where they understand that their best investments is their business that provides real value and solves a real problem in a very conflicted world today. That's their best investments. But to become sovereign, it's not just about making money um, and making a difference. It's about holding on to the money that you're making, paying as little as you absolutely have to in taxes, right? The tax code is written to tell you how to not pay taxes instead yes. of paying, giving all your money away. So making money, keeping money, and then multiplying and creating cash flow with the money that you've made independent of your business. So that when you show up in your business, you're making the best possible decisions out of abundance versus scarcity. Yeah. Too oftentimes entrepreneurs back themselves into a corner and they violate their core beliefs. They violate their core product. They violate what they really set up the business to be because they're in scarcity right? Where are the sales going to come from to pay payroll this week? So I'm going to sell anything. I'm going to damage my reputation in the marketplace because I have no money in the bank account. Mm -hmm. You have to be free with assets that produce income independent of your business so that you can show up in your business and do what's right for the customer that you care about every single time. And sometimes that results in not making profit immediately, but that's how you build a brand and that's how you build an empire. Mm. Yeah. So good. All right, Ryan, I'm going to share a story uh, real fast to like illustrate, because I remember, uh, Brad 
talking like in the, in this conversation right and uh, and uh, the tax code like that blew my mind I had no idea obviously we're not from here originally so that's all new all new to us but my perception changed in a way where I was on a road trip with my wife my mother-in-law and uh, we were coming from Orlando to where we live in Jacksonville. It was about two hour drive, right? And I tend to dream when I'm driving. I'm like, oh my gosh, like the land, the house, the thing, like the soccer field that we're going to have next to the house so we can play with the kids and the pool and the thing and, you know, racing cars and whatever, right? Like we go there, right? And uh, when Fozzie and I go on road trips, that's like five hours of dreaming, which is great. <laughs> but then I was dreaming with my wife and my mother-in-law, which are not used to that, right? Like my wife is a, is a pharmacist. She's always, you know, very typical education, same thing, right? Like not financially educated, like you guys are. And I was talking about how I wanted to build my dream house. Right. And I was going to like all the, the, the and it's not a massive house. It's like, I want like entertainment room and like for the kids and open and uh, very custom, right? Like here in the States, for some reason, there's a lot of copy paste houses and I don't like that. <laughs> so I was like, this is what I wanted to look. And I want, you know, an outside gym and we want the pool and a place for my parents to be here. Right. And the immediate reaction of my wife and my mother-in-law, which I love dearly, they both were like, but how much is that going to cost? Like, that's insane for them. They couldn't see it, right? They couldn't see it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll figure out like probably a couple million. I don't know. Like it'll be, it won't be like a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And immediately when I made that comment, they were like, that's impossible. Right. And, and I think that is the, is what most people are thinking today. Like, we're not dreaming big enough because of the constraints that, you know, we're current, like in, in their current reality at the moment, our perception, right? And it's like, maybe they don't know what they don't know. But the fact that I made a decision to where like, I'm going to build a business, I'm going to build a brand, I'm going to create my own opportunities, right? That we did early in life. Like, we're like, maybe I don't like to work in logistics and administration, whatever, like, this is what I want to do. That was the initial reaction, right? But that gave me the vehicle to actually go out and dream and be like, anything is really possible, right? So why mm. not go there? So what you guys are offering, not just with your message, your content, your education, and but your products, allows people to get there. So I want to encourage every single person that is listening to the podcast, go dream, right? Go like, what's your crazy dream? And then work backwards from there. And it is possible, like you said, you know, to be free. What does that mean to you, right? Does that mean more travel? Does that mean your home? Does that mean a new car? Does that mean a new podcast? Who knows, right? And and I think that's so powerful today. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you because like that, I relate what Brett said and what we, what we experienced that day to that moment. And here's the good news, Ryan. The other day I came downstairs and my wife was talking to Madison Fonsi's girlfriend and they were talking about buying land and where are we going to build that house? Right. And I just mm. sat there and I was you like, planted that seed, man. I love that. And it was so good. It felt so good. I'm like, Oh my gosh, mm. you're on board. Right. And, and that's amazing because now we're aligned, right. As a, as a family, to go on and get that, right? Which is so important. So anyways. Well, Luis, if I can share one thing on that, um, I, I what you just said is the critical missing component for most people's success. That really is. And in a world of how-tos, in a world of tactics, in a world of all the information in the world is right here in our hands, human beings have forgot how to have a dream. We forgot it. We don't know how to do it yet. And especially adults, we have to train our mind again. And so when people come into our world, they think they're going to get the tactics and the finances and how to do this and how to do that. We don't do any of that. In fact, we hold all of that behind a wall of clarity and that clarity uh, results or that clarity comes from answering three clear questions. 
And it's important that all of us have this. And it's important that all of us revisit the answers to these questions as our belief in ourselves grows and expands. But what do you want? Hmm. And that question is so simple. But man, I have asked that question thousands of times. And with very few exceptions, can someone tell me what they actually want? They have a very nebulous idea, if anything. Yeah. And usually what they tell me, if, I'm, if I force them to answer it, is they tell me all the things that they don't want. Hmm. So what do you want? You have to be very, very clearly defined on what it is. Is it a, a dollar amount in your bank account? Awesome. How much? By when? What do you want? Then why? So clarity in your mind, now clarity in your heart. Why do you want it? A lot of the things that we're chasing, our heart isn't aligned with our mind. We're chasing it because we think that's going to bring us happiness or a solution. So what do you want and why do you want it? My friends, if you can answer those two critical questions, just like you just said, you plant a seed of possibility in your subconscious mind that will start working independent of your conscious ability to recognize what's going on. But the third question, the third question is where freedom actually lies. The third question is who must you become? Mm -hmm. The only difference between that dream home that you, that you now have a clear picture of and now your wife is also dreaming of and your mother-in-law is dreaming of now is you have to become the person capable of creating enough value in the marketplace that has the results to show for it in terms yeah. of money and profit in your bank account that can then fund that thing. Who must you become? And that, that person will not become who they need to become unless there's clarity around what do, you, what do I want and why does it matter? So if you can answer those three questions, then life turns into a never ending journey of excitement. It's an adventure of what do I want? Why do I want it? Who do I become? What do I want? Why do I want it? Who must I become? So good. Wow. So good. I'm just going to say, uh, oh, fire, baby. we're going to have to bring you back because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, uh, the music came out. Uh, What's oh, up? What, what happened? <laughs> uh, we're going to have to bring you back because I have so many questions. Honestly, on the mindset side, of, I feel like we can have an episode just on mindset. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to an and ask a little bit about, you know, what was it for you 11 years ago when you were starting, you said that you guys were kind of like quitting on and off, on and off, right? And um, I want to hear about those struggles because now I hear you speak and in my mind, it's like, I want to speak like that. I want to have so much clarity, so much certainty on, on the message, right? That when I speak, people believe, right? What we're talking about, they're like, this is it. Like I want, it's like a magnet, man. Like I hear you talking. I'm like, I want to hang out with these people. These are the type of people, right? Like I want to go to the narrows and, and have an expedition. Yeah. Right yeah, there with go. them. Let's go Fonzie. Yeah. Let's do it. So dude, it, it, I, and I would love to, you know, again, eventually at some point bring you back and talk, talk mindset, talk about those challenges. Um, you know, maybe go a little bit, a little bit deeper, on uh, on those type of thing, we can shed some tears and everything. Tears are allowed. <laughs> it's it's a lot of to shed, dude. We'll we'll go back to the 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 challenges, but the challenges create the challenges create the reality that you want. We can't run yeah. away from them. We have to yep. face them, and that's why it's so important to know what do you want and why does it matter? Because inevitably, in your journey as an entrepreneur, you are going to face the most difficult challenges that a human being can possibly face. Yeah, you yeah. face those as an entrepreneur on a very frequent basis, especially if you do the type of planning that I talked about, you condense decades into years. Yeah. And yeah. so you're going to go through this journey of facing challenges and learning the lessons over and over and mm -hmm. over again. Unless you know why you're doing it, you'll quit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. absolutely. And I want to say thank you for coming. Is there anything that you want to add before we head out? 
Nah, my friends, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. I love the the commitment, the message, the fun that you bring to the world of entrepreneurship. It's uh, it's tremendously needed. I believe entrepreneurship is the solution to the world's problems. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you man. I appreciate it. Fuzzy, anything else? Nah, I'm just grateful, man. It was awesome having you here. Uh, finally, you know, we're like, oh, we need to read the, the, the cash flow tech yeah. team. Just took us three years. Just took us three years. Yeah, it's good. Nah, it's it, all good. It, 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 it was a perfect moment. First of many. Yeah, first, first of many. Of many. Yes. Uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at These Bros Go. That is Ryan and Ryan here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else and and don't forget to leave a five-star review see ya bye guys